Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. This is the fourth segment in our Hospitality House series with Tyson Powers and Joe Nake. And I was fascinated to learn that Hospitality House services do not end with housing. We work what's called along what's called the continuum of care. Everything from street outreach, meeting people where they're at, to finally being housed, and everything in between, all the services in between. So it only makes sense that we are on that entire continuum seeing people through the entire process. Mm-hmm. And the process is, can go back and forth. Um, it's not always you do A, then B, then C, then D. There, there are miracles that sometimes it does happen that way, but we have to be able to provide services along that entire continuum, ultimately ending in not only housing, but post-housing. We also have a post-housing manager, right. case manager, so that when somebody is housed, we don't just say, okay, best of luck, you know, you've been homeless for 10 years, figure out life skills. We continue to follow them for an amount of time after that six months, a year. I, yeah. We work with people for 18 months after they've right. been housed to make sure they don't return to homelessness. Because getting housed is easy compared to staying housed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, talking with our folks, the scariest time is those first 72 hours in a new place, especially if you're coming from a shelter where you have, you know, 60 other people around you to going to no other people around you. The silence can be frightening. And having that post-housing person there to support them through that is tremendous. Yeah. I spoke with with a homeless man. He was living in Pioneer Park for about eight years, and then he got a barn to live in. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not a huge thing, but he pays rent. Mm -hmm. And I talked with him after he got the place. I talked with him before and after, and he he said he's thinking about going back out to the woods mm-hmm. because of all the responsibility yes. and the stress. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It was fascinating. Yeah. And we see that with our adult reentry grant program. You know, when you go from a place where you know you don't necessarily have the responsibilities of, of paying rent, paying bills, doing all yeah. that, having all of that, going to a place to where all of a sudden now life on life's terms is happening, that's where the support really comes in, not only preparing folks for that, but also continue to support them afterwards um, and building in those that social connectedness. You know, a lot of a lot of the folks we work with have, you know, reduced all of their social capital. You or I or Tyson become homeless, lose our jobs tomorrow. I might be able to fall on a family member or a friend. Whereas some of our folks, especially with if it's intergenerational homelessness, or they don't have family to fall back on, you know, how do you build in those soft supports? Um, and that's that social connectedness is a huge piece of it. Another thing we try to work with our folks with. Yeah, because, you know, for from me, you know, the social connectedness part is huge because if your whole social network is the shelter, you're going to continue to return to that shelter for that familiar comfortability like we all have. You know, we all go home for the holidays that have family. We all go home to our families, and that's, Comfortable. I mean, and that's an excellent point that he brings up. Is that it is? It's it's a home. It's their home. Wherever a person is, is your home. Whether it's a barn, a tent, mm-hmm. the shelter, that's home for everybody. A car, and we really. I mean, that's one thing that when I talk with people about you know people experiencing homelessness is that we're talking about humans. We're talking about right. people that are living the best life that they can with the circumstances that they're under, and how can we assist with that or at least guide. 
Can you give us an idea of what it's like when you walk into these camps? It's different every time is what I'll say. It's amazing to me how industrious human beings are. I've seen folks set up, uh, have a nice camp set up that I've walked into. It's like, this is pretty nice. And you've got the chairs, you've got a little structure built. Um, I've seen where it's strictly a lean-to, maybe a tarp and sleeping on the ground and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Walking into a camp, the first thing I try to remember is that just what I said, I'm walking into somebody's home. So we're always announcing, hey, you know, from a long distance, hey, is anybody home? Because our folks out there are victimized. You have to realize that, that you know, their possessions are all they have. Everything they carry with them is what they own. And to lose any of that would be, you know, that's something that's, that breeds a lot of paranoia and a lot of um, anxiety, obviously. So I want to be very respectful when we go in, hey, hospitality house, is anybody home? Is it okay if I come in? And then just seeing how folks survive out there. In weather like this, when it's cold and rainy and wet, and people just trying to keep their dry clothes, uh, when it's 100 degrees outside, folks, I've seen people suffering from dehydration and every, it's very difficult. There's not running water out in the woods, you know? So making sure that folks have, you know, their basic needs met. And another thing that I really, and I like telling the story because it was an eye-opening experience for me, I remember walking into a camp, a couple of different camps, and there was a lot of garbage on the ground. It was kind of strewn about. And I would, that always baffled me a little bit. I said, well, why, why just throw it on the ground? I don't understand that. One day I go out to my garbage and a bear got into it. And the trash was strewn around in a big circle. And I looked at it, I said, this looks like the camp I was just in yesterday. Then it dawned on me, the folks that we serve aren't just throwing garbage on the ground. They're, there's not dumpsters out there. They might be bagging up their trash, but in the middle of the night, a raccoon, a bear, something gets into it and it gets spread around everywhere. It's not that it's disrespectful or anything like that. It's the circumstances. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.